Well, hello. Dwayne Brummett here again with Allie Albrigo, schoolandertalk.com. Uh, Allie, great to be with you again today, sir. Yes, you too, Dwayne, as always. And you just came back from an amazing vacation, right? You had just downtime with your family, and you look good, man. You Now I'm noticing, look, you look lean, everything. You know, you're, you said you dropped a lot of weight, right? 40 pounds, man. That's a lot of weight. That's like a small child. <laughs> that's, that's bigger than a small child. That's that's four times uh, my youngest son when he was when he was born. So, yeah. Well, I mean that that's it. You're carrying a toddler. You're carrying an extra toddler around with you. I mean, how do you feel? Like, what's the difference of like? Do you feel more energetic? Do you feel less pain? More, you know, what what's the overall consensus? Yes, uh, and and it came at the right time to be quite honest with you because. <laughs> We, uh, the whole quarantine, this happened over quarantine. So when everybody else was gaining weight, I was losing weight, you know? So, yeah. um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I had more energy. I slept better. I, uh, don't snore like I used to at all. Um, you know, my wife was quite happy with that. And so, yeah. uh, my skin color looks better. Um, of course I've leaned down. I look better, you know, all, all around. So, Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I, I always have students, and I, I say to them, uh, you know, uh, they're like, I want to lose weight. And I'm like, just imagine, you know, if let's just say you're 40 pounds overweight of what your body naturally functions at. That extra energy that you're expelling every day, carrying that, just think about putting a backpack of 40 pounds on your back and just dredging that around all day long. And then the, the wear and tear it puts on your joints and, you know, your muscle stress and then the mental overall stress because you're lethargic because your body's constantly churning to, to kind of, you know, keep up with that weight and so on. There's a big whole psychological impact to it based on... Well, I'm not aching. Too. I'm not achy like I was before either, you know. Uh, yeah. I, I just saw... I, we, we were catching up. My wife and I were catching up last night with uh, AGT and uh, Sunday's ah, performance on AGT... There was a comedian talking about, um, you know, once you hit your 40s, have you ever uh, fallen, you know, you went to sleep and then you woke up and you woke up and it just felt like somebody beat you up during the night. Yeah, that was, that was hysterical. <laughs> and, yeah, and, then, and he also said, too, he's like, you get out of bed, you're in pain. Like, how am I sore? I, I didn't do anything. I just went to sleep. That's it. <laughs> I agree, though, but, but that's, that's part of getting older. And it also is a part of, as we get older, we get sedentary, right? Our body starts to become lethargic, lazy, and then we start to, it kind of just is a landslide after that, right? Because you get heavier. But I'm not feeling that now. I know. I'm not feeling that now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Simon, Simon Cal, I hate to throw in the whole vegan thing, but he lost like 60 or 70 pounds. He had some, some weird high blood pressure thing and he passed out and fell down the stairs at one of his mansions. So then he went on this vegan kick and he's been a vegan for like a year and a half, two years and he lost like 60 pounds. He looks good. He does look good, but he looks thickly because you're used to seeing him half heavy, right? Right, And then when you lose weight, people are like, what's wrong? Is everything okay? Like, and they want to know what's going on in your life. But it's Well, that's what I had. uh, I had a a few parents and then even one of my uh, staff when we brought them back you know, they, uh, my, especially one of my staff members, he, 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 he thought, he goes, he goes, I'm glad you told my mom that you, you purposely lost weight. He goes, I thought maybe you were sick. Right. And, and it is a worry, right? Because people, when they get cancer, things like that, what do they do? They, they start to lose weight. You know, sadly, that's you know, what happens. 
But yeah. um, good. To, you look great, man, and you and the, you got some color from being in, in the sun and all that stuff. So that's, that's awesome, right? Good job. <laughs> so uh, so today I told you before, like as I'm for the listeners and the, and the viewers, you know, I hey, I wake up. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Before you before we get into to today, I'm I I just want to pause and say, you know, um, I know we talk about this sometimes. We haven't talked about it in a while, but. Uh, I was, I closed my studio for a whole week for the 4th of July. And I know, again, we've talked about this on different calls, but, you know, we're only open about 46 weeks out of the year. Um, and so, you know, I, 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 I don't know if it was you that asked me or if I was talking to another school owner, but, uh, you know, when I said, yeah, I'm on, I'm off next week, meaning, the, you know, the, the past week that we just had off. And, uh, you know, are you still going to close even though, you know, the whole COVID thing and, and right, you know, right. are you worried about losing students and all this other stuff? And right. I'm like, no, we're still closing. Uh, I need it. I especially need it this time. And um, so I, I just throw that out there really quickly because I want to tell everybody that, that, you know, whether you take a whole week off or whether you just closed for, uh, you know, three or four days or whatever, it's so important for you. It's so important for your staff. And really, it's important for your uh, your students as well to have that time off, um, even though, right. you know, some people disagree with that. I, I think it's highly important that they don't feel obligated to have to show up to class during those uh, stressful times, like holidays can be stressful. Yeah. Well, you know what, it, you know, there's so, that philosophy, too, where, um, you know, people say, uh, you know, if you have the staff, you could take off. Why close the school down? You know, like keep the school open like a gym that's open seven days a week, 24 hours a day. Um, however, I do agree with what you said. There's a very profound statement that you said the students need some time off as well. They need a little bit of a break as well. Plus, we don't think about it. To have, you know, just like us as owners, we need that mental shutdown where we don't have to call into the school and say, hey, is everything going okay? You know, because even though that they're running it or if we, even if we don't have to call in and worry and we know it's going to run right, we still have that underlining worry. And then our staff sometimes needs just time to enjoy life, just to be to be closed as well. Um, so I think that that's really important. I mean, and you're you're right. That's great for you. I close on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday at least. I end in that extra day. I mean, of course, fourth was on Saturday, so I add in those extra two days. Um, what a nightmare it was because people don't read, they don't look at the app, they don't get the text messages, they don't get the email. I mean, I had a mom yesterday kind of a little bit snippy with me. She was angry that uh, her her daughter hasn't been able to sign into classes. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, the classes have been the same since we shut down. The schedule's online. You're getting a reminder on email, a reminder on text message. Yeah, but we've been following a different schedule. And I'm like, what schedule are you following? And she actually showed me that in Spark, her schedule, because before the quarantine, they were there has the schedule that they're in their roster shows up online. Um, I didn't realize that it did, but so she showed me that schedule. She says, this is the schedule we've been following. I said, I don't know how because we don't even have classes at that time, you know. But well, Did you uh, not turn it, off that – did you not turn that off? I didn't turn it off, so I have to – I have a lot of work to do today as well um, because I'm redoing we're, – we're actually, thank God, and we're praying that this doesn't change, but we're opening – officially Monday we were supposed to be able to open, and we're under a phase four um, high-risk – category where we're allowed to open up with, you know, quarantine, distancing, social distancing, masks, you know, cl- you know, hand cleaner stations, the whole nine that 
all of everyone is doing. Um, but uh, I, I waited so I could set the schedule up, and uh, I'm going to do like a cross-hybrid schedule between my east location and my west location. Um, but anyway, so I'm launching on Monday and going out there and doing it. But people, I'm so afraid for school owners. They're, they're scared to death about opening. Like, I have a good friend. He's a tough guy. He's a patriot. And um, he's, he defied authorities, you know, like three months ago. And he said, I'm going to open up. I, I don't care what they say. It's my constitutional right. He put it all over Facebook. And when he pulled up on that Saturday morning, the fire marshal and two police officers were waiting for him. They're like, you're not opening. So he said, okay, and he closed. Now he won't even open. Now he's like, they said, we'll find you. We'll give you a $10,000 fine. Meanwhile, I, I don't see how they could get away with that. Um, but anyway, so now he's like, I'm not even opening until the end of August. I'm going to wait till September. I'm like, you're going to stay wow. close for another three or four months out of fear? You know, and I feel bad for the guy because a lot of people are like that. I have this group now called New York State Martial Art um, uh, School Owner Task Force that I put together with just New York State school owners. And, um, you know, we're, everyone interprets the law. They read it differently. You can't open indoors. You can't open outdoors. And I have to keep highlighting the sections and showing it to them and, we did get confirmation, though, verbally from uh, Governor Cuomo's office on the anti on the COVID task force uh, in, in Manhattan that we can open. Someone verbally said it as long as we're following all the guidelines. So I'm praying to God not, no one comes there to shut us down. And, you know, I'm still nervous, even though I see the paperwork. I printed it out, like 20 pages long of what we, what we can do and what we can't do. So we're crossing our fingers that we don't open and, uh, and uh, get in trouble. Well, it's it's uncharted territory, you know. That's part of the problem. But uh, yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, but it's ridiculous then, that you, we don't know what's going on or how it's going to be run or yeah, you know. And and again, and then, to a certain degree. And then one of our people called the Suffolk County because we have Suffolk and Nassau County and then Manhattan, the tri boroughs. So they called Suffolk County's office, Steve Below, and he's like, "We don't know. I mean, we'll, they read it, and they're like, we we can't interpret this. You know, we don't know what you're talking." Well, we're not going to say yes or no. Call up the governor's office. Like, they pushed – this is our county mayor and legislator, right? Like, this is the guy who controls our area. He, he throws his hands in the air, his people, and, like, call the call the big guy and see what they say. So we did, and we got away with it. Well, it's kind of funny, though, speaking of this, um, I got a text just now, and it says, good morning, this is Mrs. So-and-so. I was wondering when you're going to reopen the actual dojo, not outside training, but I saw there was a thread on Facebook, and I thought that the talk was about July 6th. This is online business. is not, This online business is just not working out for our family. And I re responded, we're officially opening on Monday. As long as New York State doesn't change it, we're going to release all the announcements. Okay, great, because I just can't take this anymore. Like her kid's <laughs> fighter, she's a nail, and she's given up, and she's a great mom. She's got three kids in our program. She's awesome. And, you know, hey, that's part of it, you know, so we, that's a struggle. So so I woke up this morning, I was just telling you before, like I woke up with this uneasy feeling. I don't know why. I just woke up with this anxiety, and uh, I'm like, why am I feeling this way? You know, and some days I no, there's no indication. You know, maybe I'm struggling with a little of these kind of parent issues and who's not coming back. So um, do you ever feel that way? I know school owners probably do as well. You just wake up and you're, like, stressed for no reason or, or yeah. no apparent I think, yeah, I think that's normal, um, you know, and and that's where a good friend, especially in, in the same industry like you and I are, can be of help because I, I, I cannot think of a time that you and I have both been down at the same time. When I've been down, you've right. been up, and when you've been down, I've been up. 
And we've been yeah. able to uh, kind of talk each other off the ledge from time to time on different subjects or yeah. different things. And so I, I would say, number one is, you know, if you don't have a good friend that's in the martial arts industry with you, that, you know, is a fairly positive friend. I mean, you don't want one of those negative ones. I mean, I can remember when I was a meat cutter and there was a, you know, this, this meat cutter, uh, uh, his name was Brent, and uh, he would uh, complain about everything. I mean, absolutely yeah. everything. Yes, we're in the same yeah. industry together. We're all, both cutting meat together. But uh, it just, and then I finally had enough and I turned to him and I just, I looked at him, I go, Brent, I must be miserable being miserable all the time. And then he never complained right. to me again, which was kind of nice. Yeah. But <laughs> so uh, I would you know, say number one, having, having a, a friend that is in the industry with you that, that you can call up anytime and say, Hey, uh, this is how I'm feeling. You know, this is why, or I don't know why, you know, and then just being able to talk yeah. about that, I think is a great release. Yeah, and, you know, I think naturally as martial artists where, you know, where these kind of individuals where we're stoic and, you know, strong and, and where, you know, we're not supposed to talk about our feelings and, you know, that kind of thing. And, and you notice, like, even when you go on, um, if you ever went on this group that I, that I was just talking about, you know, a lot of people, they're just like, they don't want to admit that they need help or they need to ask questions or they want some, they want someone to. So I became kind of a guy that could, give them a little bit of motivation. But what I found though, is like, they're always, they wanted me to help and they're asking me for information. Then when things change, man, they're like the first to come at me. You see, you, I even got calls behind saying, you're going to get in trouble for this. You know, if you, if you tell people to open and it's illegal, they're all going to sue you. I'm like, I'm not telling them to open. I'm showing them the guidelines from New York and my interpretation. Like, what are you ready to lynch me? Like I can just imagine they're going to be outside my house with pitchforks wearing their uniforms, you know, some of them are just willing to find an scapegoat, right? And um, it, it's part of the case, you know, with this whole insecurity and fear-mongering type mentality that we're going through. So um, so our topics of the day today are, you know, listen, we have people who have stopped training. They bounce in their credit cards. We have people that have asked to be put on hold because of the COVID situation. We have had people that have not paid but we allowed to train um, and they're still training, but they haven't been paying. And then we have those people that just disappeared off the face of the earth. And now I'm reaching back out to them because if we're going to open, I want them to know that we're being open, and I'm hoping that they're going to come through. But I have some people that are just almost like, one, number one, ignoring me. Um, number two, yeah. they're pretending like, no, we're done. We, we, we told you we were done. I'm like, no, we never decided. You said you're putting it on hold until we come back. Um, now we're back, and you have six months left on your agreement. And, you know, how are we going to handle this? You know, what is what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I guess number one, I, I if I had to do it all over again, what I would do is I would have had a, and I've I, I put this in place now. So as we learn, right, we put new things in place, but uh, it would be a uh, an online um, on hold form. So if you want to put it on hold. Then you fill this out and you fill out the, 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 the duration. And, you know, obviously it's up to you what you would uh, permit, meaning you can only put it on hold for, you know, one month or two months or three months, whatever that would be. But then they would actually answer that. And then you would have proof of the conversation that you had because they filled it out. Right. Uh, right. That would be number one, just so that you had backup because the, the conversation that you had on the phone, which you probably did, and I did too, with multiple people or even through, maybe if through texts, you know, you'd have some backup. But, uh, I would have everybody fill out a form when and if this ever happens again, or if somebody wants to put their uh, contract on hold, that's what I would do is have them fill out a form. So that's step one. And, 
Uh, and that's that's a great that's a great thing though. Let's just let's make I'm making a note of that too. That because um, whether that pertains to an illness or a sprained muscle or a doctor's note because they got sick, um, that on online on hold form is pretty important. And I just noticed Tommy Lee, one of my old friends, came on today. I see him out there. Tommy, what's going on, man? Good to see you, buddy. Yeah. Um, yeah, um, but uh, like, a, yeah, uh, an icon in the industry. He, he really is. He is. He is, and the funniest guy I've hung out with. We used to. I used to miss. I used to go look forward to just going to Vegas so I could hang out with him or whatever conventions we'd follow each other around at, and we'd spend the weekend just having a blast. Uh, he's an awesome guy. Um, but, I will uh, tell so, you the just off topic real quick, just to give Tanya a shout out is, uh, and I forget the name of it, but it's like the SBS systems uh, that he had. I don't know if he still has, but uh, the whole phone script was a game changer for me because I, I bought his system and the phone script. I mean, I I had uh, eventually added other things on just because I wanted to build uh, like a DNA, what you, you have, right, into right, the phone right. script. Um, but uh, the phone script was phenomenal, and and just learning yeah. how to ask questions and the right questions. So it, you know, right. as school owners, if you don't have a phone script, you you need to get a hold of Tommy Lee because uh, yeah, uh, he, that that SBS systems with the phone script and uh, is is phenomenal. And I don't know about you, but I mean, I still get phone calls. I'm still doing uh, the the script. It's a it's a hybrid right. version now of what I had done before because I'm not getting as many phone calls. But yeah, anyways, yeah. So so yeah so we were we were chatting before you know and and like what so so give me some thoughts that, or how you're handling because you've been open already for quite you know what is it three weeks now or four weeks uh, June is when we yeah June, uh, beginning of June is when okay. we opened so now it's been uh, okay. well four weeks in June and we were closed for one week you know and now this is the fifth right. week that we're back open so so let me let me first ask you have you seen um uh. You know, we we talked about this in the past. It's not like they, you know, they gave us permission to turn the water spigot on or the water faucet on. Yeah. Um, and we thought, like, you know, some of us thought, like, oh my God, it, that's it. Once they give us the green light, boom, we'll be back to normal. And you and I both talked about it. it's going to be this long trickle process. And then, uh, you know, we, you know, so what what's the consensus? Are you getting a lot of, um, you know, your students to come back? Or are there certain age groups that are still hesitant and slow? What are you seeing? Yeah, so back in June, uh, I would say about 10% of our population came back. And when I say 10% of our po- I mean, I'm talking 10% of the population that's left. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, so right, rather right. than, like, when the COVID hit, we had 241 students, um, you know, and then after uh, after COVID, with regards to, you know, people putting stuff on hold and all of that, we're, we're, we're down to about 183. And so, okay. um, you know, we lost 60-some-odd students, if you will. Right. That, that put their, their, their stuff on hold um, or just quit because they did have some of them quit. So right. that's number one. Uh, we had about 10%. Now, this week, we've only been open for two days, you know, in the month of July. And, and by the way, we're in phase four now as well. And uh, so we can have up to 50 people in, 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 in our place. So I would say it's probably jumped to maybe 15 to 20%. Right. So a little bit bigger, but not where it needs to be. Um, so that's and now, how many of how many of them are also like combined with doing live in house plate in you know in person classes and Zoom. Well, that's what I'm. You, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Only fifteen to twenty percent are uh, actually in house. Uh, the, the 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 rest are doing it virtual still. And part of the problem that I'm seeing with the with the with them coming back is fear fear of catching the virus. 
but then uh, convenience. The, the, I've talked to some that, that well, yeah, it, it's just more convenient to turn the computer on. And, and that, to me, is a bigger problem than the fear of catching the virus because getting them to come back uh, convenience-wise is going to be difficult, I think. Yeah, and you know what? That's, that's true, too, because I've, I've actually heard people say, like, no, I like just, you know, having them in my living room. Like, they, you know, the whole process was pack up the kids, you know, get them in the truck, drive them to the school, take them out of the truck, bring them into the school, then load it all back in afterwards. And now parents are getting a little bit used to just going, okay, buddy, get your uniform on and go into your dojo room or the living room. Um, and, uh, you know, some, some people, like the one I read before, they're just having a hard time getting their kids to participate in 2D, two dimensions, right, on the computer screen. Um, even the even the in-house classes that we've been doing outside in our East Isle facility, we have this big, gorgeous outside area to train in my East Isle school. I have archery range, a shuriken range for throwing stars and uh, monkey bars and an obstacle course and all this stuff. Even with that, when they're in their own contained little area, it's hard to still give the art the real essence of what we do, but we're doing the best we can. So it's, right. uh, it's tough. So, so then you're, so you're seeing a percentage coming back, and then the rest of them, have you been engaging and talking to the ones that are inactive, like shaking the bushes to try to get them back in? No, not until this month. So I was waiting a full month uh, being reopened. I wanted to wait until we hit phase four before I – I mean, we've been in contact just because they're still getting my emails and they're still getting the text messages and the push notifications. Um, but right. now what I'm doing this week, and, and I, 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 I won't, it probably won't start until tomorrow. And just because okay. uh, Monday was, well, I had told you that my my wife's uh, uh, grandmother had died, so Monday you know was the wake, and so I, I got nothing done on Monday, uh, you know, because we had the wake and the luncheon, and by the time I got to the studio, it was just get and go. I I couldn't yeah. do any work. Uh, yesterday, right. yesterday I got I was just catching up with things, and so uh, today we have our podcast and such. But so tomorrow, anyways, I'll be crafting all that uh, all that uh, that stuff. So by the beginning of next week, I'll be uh, contacting everybody. So yeah, what I what I'm going to categorize the individuals. So I'm going to categorize the people that have uh, have quit. They did sign a cancellation form. They're they're done, uh, and and categorize them and speak to them about coming back. And then I'm going to move to the individuals that are on hold, that are on hold, but I I'm assuming would still be willing to pay if they weren't on hold. Right. If that makes sense. And right. then the individuals that are training, like you had spoke about, training and, and not paying, that I am helping out, <clears throat> I'm going to speak to them, you know, about, uh, you know, hey, when do you think we can uh, start your payments back up? You know, that type of thing. Right. So I've got to craft three different messages to those three different categories and then start to follow up on those individuals. Um, <clears throat> I'm yeah. just trying to think about how I want to do that the most effective way. Then I was talking to my head instructor, Mr. Bean, and I said, I just, I want to make a list of these people. And he's like, well, why don't you just, you know, go into the on hold section and spark. Um, and, and, and that's a good idea and start contacting them through, through that. But I don't know, I don't know what has been done and what hasn't been done unless I go into each individual's, uh, contact and look at their notes and, and, yeah. and you know me, like I'm kind of still a little old school where I, I, I want the piece of paper. I want the note written yeah. down on the piece of paper. And he hates that. Yeah. You know, and I know, not in a bad way. You know, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's grown up. He's young. How old is he in his 30s? Well, he's 31. Yeah. So, I mean, he's young, like his era. 
but you are too. I mean, I'm 55, right? So I've been around a lot longer doing doing all this stuff, you know, a certain way for a longer period of time. Even my, you know, it's funny, like most of my good buddies are in their 60s and their 70s, you know, and they're school owners, 73 years old, 174 years old, um, you know, and they're still plugging away and doing this whole thing. You know, some of them are in their early 70s. So I have a whole group of people, even from the young to the older. Um, so everyone has a different way of doing things. And, and by the way, the point of that, too, that we should point out to the listeners uh, and the viewers or, or, or um, our people here is that um, everyone's going to communicate differently. So if you may send them an email, they might not respond. Don't automatically assume that that email was read. And even if it was opened, that it was read, they might have just opened it and hit delete. Um, so we have to hit them from all different angles. And then the bottom line is when it all gets said and done, you might have to start leaving some voicemails on their cell phones. Uh, or their home phones to let them know that we're back in action and that we just need a decision somehow, some way. And, and that's what was, I guess, I could feel the anxiety right now, um, you know, with the people that I, I thought would be coming back. They've been off for so long. Like one mom has an autistic kid, great kid, um, and uh, and he w- did well in our program. And I said, oh, we're, we're getting back. We can get Matthew back in. She's like, now nah, we decided we're not doing it. Thanks anyway. Like, not even, like, thanks for all your help over the years and working with Matthew. Thanks anyway. Goodbye. Like, I, I just don't get how people are so quick to just all the time and effort you put into their child, and then they just basically just say, tough luck. And, by the way, Ron Sell just joined our, our podcast right now, and, uh, and great, great to have you here with us, Ron. It's awesome to have somebody of your stature. We just got done talking about Spark again. Um, and uh, so just so you know, we're, we're giving you a plug. In a good way. In a good way. <laughs> yeah, of course. But, you know, so, yeah, so, like, you know, what if, you know, those, that's what we have to do now. Are you going to, because I had a family meeting, you know, my, my two girls, my fiance Nicole, and my daughter, Kiara, who's a black belt man, said, like, what should I do? Like, should I hold people to the grind? Like, they had five months left on their agreement. And now yeah. they've gotten lazy. They they didn't train. I put them on hold. I was I, and now they're saying, nah, no thanks. See you later. Should I say, listen, you have a contract, and then you know at least to them say if you want, you could pay a cancellation fee. I'm a little like I don't want to get trashed in on social media. And I, I you know what you and I talked about. You can't. You're probably not going to take them to court because you're not going to win because of the whole COVID issue. So like, but how do we get people to engage? You know. Yeah, well, I think what 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 we do is, uh, and you know, for me, I have everybody month to month, so I don't have the same issue or problem or or uh, uh, obstacle to overcome like you do. So I, you know, you, with me, it's next month notice to cancel. So it's basically like a thirty okay. day thirty day notice to cancel. So you, for you, you have you know, let's say you have somebody that's five months uh, left on their contract, you put it on pause. You know, the conversation goes something like this, where you say, you know, look, Mrs. Jones, we're back in the saddle again. Want to see if you want to go ahead and restart your uh, your uh, contract that you have uh, left with us. Um, you know, let me know what you'd like to do, uh, you know, how you'd like to move forward. And then she says, oh, we're done, you know, that type of thing. I think the response back would be, is, uh, is it a money issue? Is that why, you know, you're, right. you're, you're needing to be done, you know, question mark, and, and then let them – because – what you would be willing to do, I think, is to say, hey, look, um, I know that you're supposed to pay 150 bucks a month left on your contract. I'd like to help you out for the next five months. You know, right. uh, would, it, would it help if we just did $100 a month? And so, yeah. you know, I'll pay $50 of Johnny's training, and, and then you, 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 uh, you pay the other 100 uh, to fulfill your contract. 
Um, how does that sound? Question mark. You know, that type of right. thing. I don't think we just write them off right away. We kind of try to downsell them. And, yeah. and I think the key phrase is that I will pay the other portion of Johnny's contract because they need to know it's just not right. free money. It right, is right. costing you something to do that. So I think yeah. that's how you yeah. handle those type of situations. Well, using the terminology like a scholarship, like you've gotten some donations for people, of, you were putting some money away um, to handle a scholarship for people who are in need, um, that kind of thing. Just a different way to verbalize it. But you're right. So I, I, I love that mentality. So, no, we're done. We're not interested. Well, is it? And then the questions start. Is it a money issue? Did you get, did you fall out of routine? Because Frank, who's on here, um, Frank Omita, by the way, he's uh he started training with me in 1991, I think, or maybe 92. Um, and he was a wrenchy with me, traveled to Japan with me. Um, he was one of my top guys, ran my East Isaac location for many years, like 20 or 15 years or something like that. So great guy. But he said uh, people fall out of their stopping their normal routine, then it's hard to get them adjusted to back out of the new routine. Um, so now it's finding a way to get them back into the training routine. And, you know, I summarized it a little but. But um, so that's true. So maybe with this conversation on all the people who are on hold, you have a standard set of questions. Um, and maybe, Dwayne, a form through whatever software you use. For us, we could use a Spark form. Well, you have to fill out this form to let us know what's going on um, and why you're discontinuing so that we can go to bat for you and get you to cancel uh, your membership and just pay the cancellation fee at least. Because in my school, we have a $250 cancellation fee. It's like two months of tuition or something, well, a little bit less. So, um, you know, and the cancellation fee, by the way, is only for illness, you know, and, uh, you know, injury, that kind of thing. It has to be with a doctor's note. And in my contract, it says we will review the doctor's note um, to see if it's a legitimate doctor's note. Because I get many of them, the doctor writes, Johnny can no longer do karate, and then the doctor's signature. And I'm like, that's not sufficient. I need to know why and for how long. Like, you know, we're just not going to write this contract off just because you said he's not going to, he, you know, your doctor said he can't do it. Meanwhile, I know he's right. in football, and I know he's in baseball, and I know he's in soccer, you know, that kind of thing. So, all right, so then what else do you think, like, as far as the re-engagement? Like, other than that, like, are you doing a series of emails and phone calls, or and what are you what are you doing? Yeah, so uh, the, I haven't worked it all out yet, but it's going to be similar to – I know that um, – uh, Roland Osborne did a thing with uh, uh, like an eight-week summer challenge or athletic challenge or something like that. Right. Um, and right. there's school owners that, that bought into that, and, and, and I love the idea. Um, and, in fact, he so every Friday night um, there is a, a training session. It's a live training session that, that he's doing. And the first couple of weeks was, um, you know, physical fitness, I think. And then uh, right. this past week was uh, uh, bullying, and I think this week is anti-abduction. And then so – but – and then, like, even on the first week, I think it was, at the last 10 minutes, he had uh, some of the martial artists from Cirque du Soleil that were on on it, you know, doing the Zoom thing with them and uh, got to – so the, I think the whole premise of that was to get people reengaged that weren't engaged, to right. keep the – current students engaged that are engaged already. And then, you know, he brought in the public with the uh, bully and the anti-abduction and those type of things. So I thought, man, this is great. So I'm crafting something that I'm going to do starting next Friday. Uh, I'm going to do it for seven weeks. Um, 
I liked the concept. I just didn't agree with the fact that, you know, he was doing it over the holiday break too. So like even on July 3rd, he had something. Um, And I just thought that, man, I don't want to do that. Like, you know, I don't want to buy into that and then do that um, uh, during that time. Plus I was going to be on vacation. So I I wasn't going to monitor anything. I just, you know, I'm lazy like that. So anyways, given, given given Roland some plugs, he's really an amazing individual and done so much for the industry. But, you know, I know you're not saying anything negative. You didn't say anything negative. I'm just saying like Roland is always seems to be right on top of the curve. Um, and always working on helping schools stay flourishing. Yeah, and it was genius. It was genius. I mean, I, I it was genius. So, um, anyways, that being said, I'm going to do like a seven week, uh, uh, you know, martial arts challenge or something like that. And uh, I just haven't had a chance to sit down and, and like totally block everything out. But uh, you know, it's going to be something similar to you know what he has done, but it won't be on the grand scale of what he did because I think he probably had you know, maybe uh, 50 to 100 other schools that were doing it along with him, which was pretty cool. Right. But, yeah, right. I, I think us doing something to engage the people that are already involved with us and reaching out to the ones that, hey, look, whether you're on hold or not, I, I'd like you to be a part of this. It, yes, it's going to be via Zoom, and I know you weren't interested in doing Zoom, but I think you'll be interested in doing this challenge, uh, you right. know, that type of thing. And then bring it all the way to the end of summer and, and, uh, you know, use it as also a lead generation machine too, um, as well. And then, you know, on top of that, uh, these will be broadcasted, uh, on, on Facebook. So you can watch it via Zoom. You can do it via Zoom, but it'll also be live on, on your Facebook page as well, Mm. which will be kind of nice because then, then, uh, you know, you'll be able to, uh, have people that aren't a part of your, you know, a part of your establishment to be on there too. Yeah, that's awesome. I, and I think though that back to Zoom and, you know, for those that haven't been able to open and for those that have a certain select group of clients that are not engaging in the live classes coming back to the school that are staying on Zoom due to fear, convenience, whatever the case may be, um, we have a few choices. We have to maybe set a deadline as to how long you're going to be doing Zoom classes. I have some clients that have said, we're done, we're open, we're off of Zoom, and um, and that's it. And, you know, and I understand their mentality. Like, if we keep keeping them on Zoom, they're going to stay on Zoom for longer and longer and longer. And, by the way, it's very hard to teach a class simultaneously live and on Zoom unless you have someone there monitoring the keyboard, seeing who's signing in. Um, making yeah. sure that they're engaged because a lot harder from a static TV, that, especially if you're in a live class now, for it to show the actual class, right, and the lessons. So that's a hard process, and you should rehearse that and practice that more because those at home, don't, you don't want them to feel subpar, and uh, you don't want them to, uh, you know, to, to say, ah, this sucks, now I'm not coming back at all, right? So, uh, yeah. so pretty cool. Um, the other thing, too, is now with uh, with the live classes, you know, are we going to do it for a period of time that we're live and then Zoom goes on until the end of July? Are, are you going to do that? Do you have a certain cutoff point or are you going to always, you know, for, for the next year do it that way? Uh, no, my plan is by the end of August, this testing cycle for us goes in June through August. So by the end of August, the uh, virtual classes will be done. I think what I will continue to do, though, is I will still offer virtual private lessons. Um, so that there's an opportunity for, for those individuals to do a private lesson uh, and not have to come in to do the private lesson, but be able to do it virtually. 
I like that too. I love the fact that I could just say, hey, I got a private lesson and walk down in my home dojo and, and teach it. Like I've done that with so many of the kids that were struggling um, that have, uh, you know, that have not really been doing well on Zoom. I've been doing these one-on-one interactions with them so that we could do something special. So it's like they feel like they're part of everything. Okay, so so you said though, probably not like you're just going to let people cancel out. You're you in the. I think we. I don't know if we said this online, but you said you're really going to go through the process of who's in and who's out. You have your list, you know, 100 and 200 members, and now you're down to 180. Out of the 180, who's still going? Who's still in training? Who's coming back? Reengaging, and then um, start from scratch, rebuilding, right, and going back to the marketing and the trial classes, and just like we've always done to grow our schools, correct? Yes, yeah, and 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 uh, you know, I am um I'm not opposed to I'm not opposed to, you know, doing Zoom if I have to. So if I have to reassess, you know, at that time, you know, come come right closer to August or something and if there's another surge right. or whatever, of course I would continue uh yeah. doing Zoom. But but uh my plan is to be done, at, at, you know, at the end of August. Yeah, and uh, one thing that Vito said, uh, Sensei uh, Kiyoshi Vito, um, he owns a school called Shinjitsu here out on Long Island. He had said, uh, yes, me too. That's an, uh, I'm sorry, I wrote that. Yeah, I, he wrote, I'm keeping Zoom classes going so the parents can monitor the classes being that they can't watch in the waiting room, and that's what we're going to do as well. Um, so I think that's an awesome point. Zoom is good for that too. Um, however, you know, and the, I don't know, like I've seen some of very elaborate Zoom setups where people have multiple camera angles and the cameras switch every three or four seconds. There's a switcher um, so that they can see the whole room and it moves around and, and all of that. So that's a pretty cool thing. I'm going to look into that and have some standard setups. With, we, we already do at our schools Zoom setups for each location. Um, but uh, I like the thought of maybe having different cameras. You know, I, I have a camera system with different angles in my schools already for security. Um, and for the sure. classes to be monitored. So why not, if we could tap into that, maybe, that'd be awesome. Um, but, yeah, so so I guess so we're, you're saying keep it going for a period of time until you phase it out just because you got to shake them out of their bushes and say you got to come back at some point. Right, and I will tell you that the individuals that are on hold, in my opinion, uh, like I've already written them off so that okay. I'm not disappointed <laughs> when right. they say no. Because there's, I, I really believe there's going to be a large population of those. If I get 20% of them back, I will be ecstatic. I, I right. will be. I'll be ecstatic. If I get 20% of the 60 people back, I just, I'll be jumping for joy. Um, you know, obviously, I, I would crap my pants if all 60 of them came back. But I just, right, I don't right. think that's going to happen. That's, yeah. that's unreasonable. So, honestly, I've kind of written them off in, my, in the back of my head so that I'm not disappointed. The other thing is I am... I am still advertising. You know, uh, we had seven people come in. Uh, we had seven people on trial last night. Um, two of them were virtual, and uh, the the other uh, five were physical. So, so you're, you're you know, running you're running a hybrid ad that has a landing page that says virtual and live classes. It's a hybrid program now, um, and. Uh, so that's beautiful news. So, I mean, I'm going to actually, as of Monday, that's starting for me as well. Um, so I have to relaunch my page and make it hybrid, you know, as far as that goes. But um, I love the fact that people are coming in. And, and I've read threads throughout uh, the different groups that 
it, it seems to me that I'm reading more and more that more adults are coming in than ever into the martial arts schools. I don't know why they're saying we have way more adults inquiring than we ever did. Maybe it's because they were out of shape, they're sedentary and gotten lazy, or they gained some weight during the quarantine, or they're afraid with all this unrest in the country, and they just want to learn how to defend themselves, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but uh, that's a cool thing, too. So, But you are seeing people coming in, and now you're giving them that one-month trial, and then they're going to see how it is. So you may have you have, you have have seven or so people in the funnel as of now that you just opened, like new people. So that's a good thing. Well, that's just that's just yesterday. You know, I had two on Monday. Um, I'd have to look it up and see how many are coming in tonight. But I mean, I I ran I ran Facebook ads. Uh, you know, I had Gus ran run Facebook ads all week last week, even though we were closed. And then you know, those individuals could choose to you know come in on uh, you know this week type thing. I'm just waiting for the dashboard right. to come up. That's crazy. So that's good news. So that gives me a little bit of hope. There's some light at the end of the tunnel, right? It you know gives those people out there that are that were able to um, you know make it through the storm and and be able to uh, you know hang in there. And now I, I think last time I talked to the, my friend who's a supplier on Long Island um, who does martial arts supplies, he said that about 32 schools in our area, Suffolk and Nassau County, had closed shop for good. Now, some of these people might have been on their way out. Some of them, I know for a fact, wanted out, and this was their their get-out-of-jail-free card, they, you know, without their parents and students hating them. Um, and they were able to say, listen, I can't survive. I'm closing up shop. You should go over to so-and-so. Yes. I have two starting tonight. That's outstanding. So you're at like and 10 then, uh, or 11 or something like that. Yeah, and then Wednesday, or excuse me, Thursday. Let me uh, call up Thursday here. Thursday, I have three. Now, are you still doing the one-on-one when they set up an appointment? You're doing a one-on-one virtual private, or you skip that and you're just getting them right into the class. Yep. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. So they pick the day that they want to come, uh, and then I've had some parents go, uh, "We want to do uh, virtual," and so you know they pick the they via the app they pick the virtual. Right. Right. And when we say the app, I want to be clear for those that are listening through our software that you and I use that, uh, and again, I'll mention the name is Spark. Um, they, they have an app that you have on your phone and, and all the students can download the app in the app store. You have yours customized with your logo and everything. It's white labeled. Um, mine is, uh, mine is just the free version that has the Spark logo on it, but, um, I love this app. Like, I'm learning more and more about this app. Like, I'm starting to communicate through the app mostly, only. And, like, but, you know. Well, so that's funny. what I try to, that's what I try to tell everybody to do. I tell them the best way to communicate yeah. to us is through the app because, well, I don't tell them this, but it, it costs us nothing when they message us through the app. Right. But it right. costs money when they're te- sending texts. I think it's like three cents a text, you know. So every time they send me a text, it's three cents. Every time I send them a text, it's three cents. Is it? I didn't think that was the case. I thought we paid just for the SMSs we sent out. I didn't think we paid to receive text messages. If that's the case, man, I'm spending a lot of money because I do all my communication on text messages. Yeah, that's why I, my students and the people that are on trial, I, I, I tell them the best way to communicate to me is, is through the app. And you know what? The app is beautiful. I mean, it really honestly is because everyone has their cell phone, and then they get a push notification. But I have to tell you, it's the weirdest thing. Like, I, I, so I was frustrated last night 
One of my students, long-time students, he's a brown belt. He's like, what is this app thing you keep talking about? I'm like, I've been talking about it for seven months, the app. Like, you're just asking me now clarification on this app thing? I'm like, I've been saying everyone sign up for the app. Get on there so that I could communicate with you. And now they're just like, what is this app thing? Like, really, dude, you can't, you can't tell me you haven't heard me say it's important and down. So that whole communication breakdown is amazing. You know, it's just, it just blows me away. But, yeah, the app is crazy for communicating. You can purchase on it. You can do scheduling. You, you have announcements. You have your upgrades and referrals. It's a very cool program, and I'm more and more excited to get people on it on a regular basis. So that's pretty cool. So, um, all right, cool. We're running out of time. So do you have any points? Like we did talk about, you know, like what, what is the percentage of the school's population that are still on hold? You know, how do you get them to reengage? Um, how do you bring them back? Are we going to charge them a cancellation fee? Are we going to hold them to their contracts? These are all questions that school owners need to really ask themselves and have a policy. Like, you really should put a policy in place so you could just say, no, my, our policy during these times is this. Because if not, you're going to make special deals for everyone. And trust me, people share those deals with each other. Yeah, saying, yeah, saying, you know, don't, don't let him know I told you, you know, no matter what he said. But, you know, he let me out. I just cried the blues and said I couldn't afford it. He let me out of the agreement, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so, and, and where do we, you know, where do we show compassion and empathy and where do we know that people are just pulling our leg and they're just too busy or they got lazy? Like this one girl who trained with me, she's 17 or 18 years old, and her mom's like, yeah, she's, uh, she moved to North Carolina. I go, but you guys are living in New York. You just, you know, well, we have a house down there. I said, oh, so you guys are down in North Carolina. Yeah, we're down there. Well, how long are you going to be there? Well, we don't know, maybe indefinitely. Like, we want to just cancel our membership. So I'm like, okay, listen. Show me the house address and proof that you're there. I don't mind. Just pay the cancellation fee. If you decide to come back, come back. And like you said, I just wrote that person off. Again, I'm wanting to know where my, my head is above water and I want to grow and get out, but I don't want to, you know, be nervous of these people that promise to come back and I'm going to write them off. I wrote that down. Um, on hold people, just write them off, you know, so it doesn't affect you mentally. That's a big thing. And if you get them, it's a great thing. And I will tell you that um, continually following up with the individuals that are still in, in, you know, that are still prospects with you is important. Um, right. So over over the break, I did a series of emails to my leads and prospects that I have, and um, I got some of them to convert. Like so, for instance, I had a lady, I had two ladies call me yesterday, and. One had done a birthday party here before, so okay. I talked talked with her on the phone, and we signed up a birthday party for August, but then we also have uh, one of her kids, I know two of her kids, coming in, and I think they start tonight, um, if not Thursday, whichever it is. And then uh, the other lady I talked to on the phone um, her had her kid oh her kid did a trial five years ago when he was three and now he's eight and uh she said yeah i saw your your email for the four for four and i just wanted to ask some questions blah 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 blah. so we talked talked it all through signed her up she paid the four bucks and uh got four weeks and and but but she saw the email you you see where i'm going with that so yeah, don't give right. up on following up with your people 
that are inside of your your system, especially now, you got to mind that for as much gold as you can get out of it. Right. You know, that's important. Like what you just said, though, like these leads now may have been in such a quarantine funk that they're like itching to get into something. And a lot of the sports are not starting back up. You missed the season. You know, they're over already. Um, you know, so there's a limited amount of stuff for them to do in, in my area and your area. We're in the summertime right now. You know, so some other schools come back in early August or September. And they do. Um, but uh, we have to make the best of it now. And, and we're actually starting to get some people. We're doing day camps. And we, we started off packing them out the first week or two, 10 kids in each camp. I mean, we were only taking 10 and we were filling up. Now it's kind of like iffy. We're like five, five or six. So people are busy. It's the holiday year. It's July. It's summer. They're going to the beach. So now we gotta still market to those people that are in our funnel, you know, that are on our list, and get them out there. Very cool. I, yeah. So and, yeah. And so, like, real quickly, I was just gonna say that. So this is what I for the four for four. Uh, um, it, it says, uh, "Hey, Kinky County parents, you know, uh, you know, how are your, how are you, how, excuse me, how are your kids and you handling the shutdown of all the summer sports this year?" As a fellow parent, I know your pain with all the quarantine, uh, with, with all the quarantining, children have lost social interaction, fitness, and focus, not to mention our sanity sometimes as parents, right? With the lack of, uh, activities, how are your kids getting the social interaction and structure, uh, physical activities so they, uh, they so desperately need to grow? That's why parents like you are sending their kids to our martial arts center. Don't worry. We are following all the, the distancing guidelines. Parents like you are amazed uh, at the transformation taking place. Their kids are, are, are focusing better, getting more exercise. The kids are, having, uh, uh, are behaving better, acting with more discipline and respect. Their kids are socializing better, powering through shyness, uh, and less depressed. And then I go on and on and on. But, and that was the, that's the email that I sent out to uh to the people and that's the posts that I did for the four for four as well. I did just just you know did a bunch of free postings and and got some right. people. I didn't even do paid advertising on that one. That's awesome. I mean that that's exciting. So I think that we have to just continually keep pushing along. Remember to always, you know, be engaged in growing your school. Don't let don't let the the hype tear you down. You know what I mean? Don't let it let don't let it make you feel like you're not going to be able to do this again. You know, be be on the cutting edge and, and get people through the door. This might be another uh, topic for another another time, but to go back to Tommy Lee, um, with that whole SBS system, there is part of that system that he sells or sold, I don't know if he still does, is how to do a, a grand opening or a re-grand opening. And so right. um, I've thought about maybe doing something like that in October, so it's far enough away from all of this and doing a re-grand opening and getting our own clients involved and, and then the individuals that have quit by then trying to get them back in to come in and do a re-grand opening, just some, uh, you know, free stuff that will be happening during that time. Uh, and, and then obviously getting our, our, our uh, community involved too, trying to bring people in that way. So that's another thing that we can talk about. Uh, later on when I when I start to put that together too. But but if you're yeah, interested absolutely. again, I would contact Tommy Lee uh um and uh I guess I can tag him in this post or something so that you can, can yeah, find him. Yeah, tag him in the post. He, he might not even be doing that anymore and he's gonna hate us for pumping him up again and then people are gonna be bothering him. So 
to be careful that way. We're like pushing his products, and he's like, I don't want to do this anymore. Um, so uh, well, he's got to have he's got to have it where he could just you know uh, send it out to you. I think you know what I mean. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Absolutely. So um, all right. Well, awesome. Listen, great call as always, Dwayne. I mean, we we there's so much to talk about. I, I feel better that we talked here. And that, you know, so that whole, I think the biggest takeaway um, that we have in this call for me is that we have each other as friends on the days that I'm down, I can talk to you. On the days you're down, you can talk to me. So I urge people to have peers of like-minded peers in that same industry um, that are feeling similar type situations so that you can work things out and talk it out, right? I think that's important because sometimes we're, we're on our little island by ourselves thinking that's all we have. Yeah. And, you know, oh, my God, that woe is me attitude sets in. And then we get depressed and, and frustrated and have anxiety. And then, of course, that snowballs. So, you know, stay positive, everybody. We're going to get through this. And just like anything else, I'm going to make a prediction right on here. In uh, 10 years, we're going to look back on this situation and go, wow, that was handled all wrong, and there were so many misconceptions of the way it was done. I can't believe society went in this direction, and I'm hoping that we're in a different place in 10 years than we are right now because it's just a weird time, and um, there's so much division in the world and all this other stuff, and, and, and I just hope that we get through it and with Shining Colors. And martial arts schools, like you and I, are probably the places where people need to be most than, more so ever than before. Because well, and think about changing. yeah. Think about the 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 talks, the the podcasts that we've had. Where we've talked about we're the last line of defense. Like yeah. we really we really are not just last line of defense with regards to learning how to do self defense, but we're the last line of defense. That we what other what other sport, what other activity is teaching you how to handle life, right? How to be disciplined, how to be respectful, how to set yeah. goals, how to follow yeah. through with things. You know, unless you're going to go to a military school, how is that happening? Right, right. And by the way, I mean, I hate to say it, but, like, even the military now is soft. Like, they used to they used to take all the grunts and all the misfits and sign them up. When they were drunk at a nightclub, they have a recruiting office next to the club. So when they came out drunk, they'd sign them up. And then they'd put them in the military. Now they have to take, you know, um, tests to be able to pass the test in order to get in. I know of a kid who took failed three times and finally just made it into the military. He's just not a good test taker, but he's a smart kid. Um, but, um, you know, lo and behold, now the military is being very, very, uh, you know, uh, soft on people too. So, but, but you're right. Where do they get any of that stuff? And they certainly don't get it in the outside world because I can tell you from listening to these parents, I mean, I even have my outdoor training. I mean, they're, the parents are running, they have three and five-year-olds, I get it, they're young, but they're only there for 30 minutes, and they're running up and giving them water breaks like four or five times within a half an hour. I'm like, is your kid going to dehydrate that quickly? You think he's going to puff into a, a cloud of smoke and, you know, right. Like, you know, it's yeah. 30 minutes. You know, that's all they're, and it's sunny out, but we're in the shade. Like, give it a give it a break. we got to toughen them up and, and help out our world. So that's our goal. Oh, right? my gosh. I agree. All right, dude, very cool. All right, man. So do you want to close it up? I do. I do. I'm just uh, putting Tommy Lee's information in here so people that can uh, <clears throat> contact him. So I need to get a new computer that moves faster. <laughs> oh, yeah? Okay. So, all right. All right you yeah, you close so it up. Listen, uh, real quickly, if you're uh, 
looking to get more of these podcasts, you can obviously go to, or maybe not obviously, go to schoolownertalk.com, and you can get all of our podcasts there. You can sign up uh, also on your favorite device via iTunes and Spotify and all those other things, uh, Google Play and what have you. Uh, just go to schoolownertalk.com to get that information. Also, uh, there is a uh, report on uh, schoolownertalk.com. This is a manifesto that we did about three years ago. Uh, it's the uh, martial arts manifesto that Allie and I put together, and and it, it there's a lot of pertinent information inside of that that would even help you during these times right now. So if you want to go there and download that for free, you can do that as well. And then Allie, great to be back. Uh, I love my vacation, yeah. but I do like my routine, so uh, uh, I'm, I'm I'm glad to be back in the saddle with you. Awesome, dude. You have an amazing day. I'll talk to you real soon. Take care, everybody. See ya. All right, bye, sir. All right, bye.